two. And three. everyone and welcome to the Legion with live stream. I am your first host Alex Garthon Marsh. With me as always is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello everyone. Nice to have you hear me. Yes it is. How you doing today Heathen Dog? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah I got uh, I got uh, my son's birthday coming up. It's it's, uh, it's gonna be a fun fun times for all. Lots yeah. of cake. That's good. I like cake. Everyone likes cake. I didn't notice my invitation just saying. Well, that's because Same. you're far away and you wouldn't come anyway. If I was close, I would come. Yes, if you were close, you would come. And you have uh, you have children, so they would also partake of cake. They would like cake. Yes. My son would only want the frosting. You can give him a piece of cake, he'll just lick the frosting off the top of it. Hmm. Has, uh, has any, have any of your children specified a type of cake? I don't mean like chocolate, vanilla, whatever. I mean like what a cake would look like. No. No. Yeah. My my son specifically asked for a two tiered cake, and I'm thinking you freaking getting married? What's wrong with you? No, only, two tiered cake. Only two. Only two. Only two. Only no. two. No, that's pretty good. I, I that impress. That's that's nice. That's nice. He has class. Mm. Let's get it from your wife. So moving on. <laughs> Don't be offended by the truth. It's just it's not becoming of you. So. Next up, let's talk about what we're doing today, other than making messing with Heathen Dog, as he messes with me right back. Uh, we're gonna Heathen Dog's gonna talk about anime on the stream with Berserk, the Golden Age arc two and three. So yeah, double the Berserk. Well double the Berserk, right That's at right. you. It's like a Berserk sandwich, where you try and see what's in the middle. More Berserk. Yes. Blood. Blood, <laughs> blood, blood. Apparently. Spoilers. Blood. <laughs> Yeah, I read through the slides. I was like, oh, God. Really? Ah. Um, in Garthas comic poll, we're going to be talking about X-Men Gold number 15, Uncanny Avengers number 29, and Justice League of America number 18. I would like to title this week's Garthas comic poll. Eh. That's, okay. that's, not, that's unfair. Could be better. Just... That's not bad. Not bad. Eh, not bad. It's not bad. It's not I bad. I didn't waste my money, but this didn't blow bad. my skirt. Up. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. You know, yeah, okay. you know, I could have, you know, spent that money, you know, I don't know, on food for my kids. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's not bad. All right, and in the RNG, we oh, apparently Garthon spoils only me, Thor Ragnarok. Well, I haven't seen it, so you need to spoil the crap out of it for me. Well, this Ragnarok. Is, this is all my jealousy right here. I want you to spoil it. All right, Ragnarok me. is the death of the gods. Yeah, I, uh, I know what the term means. I'm talking about what happens and how it happens and why it happens and right. title, who the heck is that lady and title doesn't what, lie. What happened to that? You know, all all the spoilers. All stuff. the stuffs, all the things in yes. amazement. All right, we will talk about that because I feel like talking about that. Excellent. Excellent. Is there anything else you want to say before we get rolling? Yeah, let's kick this pig. Let's do all it. All right, we will. We will put lipstick on that pig and kick it. That's a lot of pig analogies in a. I don't think that 
Makes sense. Okay, disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire legion of this organization or their opinions toward pigs. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Did you know that disclaimer was never meant to be kept in the show? Well, it was solely for Max Liao. Pretty much. In the beginning, when when he was when he was doing this, with when him. he was stateside, yes, yes, yes. But there it is. As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment through Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Facebook Messenger, or our Steam group. Join the community, kids, and catch the audio version on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. We will talk more about that at the end. But for now, I recommend saving this slide to your desktop and your heart. Yes, take take a picture of it. Screenshot this. And the most important slide is how you can support the Legion of Myth. Shill away, baby. Through a Twitch Definitely streaming subscription, through a Patreon subscription, a Streamlabs donation directly through PayPal, or get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. No, Duncan Idol says he's going to put in the fridge. No, 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 no. This is this is the desktop for your PC, right? No, here. people go. Well, see, he looks at the fridge. He doesn't see his desktop. He's busy seeing awesome games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so more useful on the fridge. He's going to have to get up. He's like, he'll be building a level. He'll be saying, okay, and this scene, Jagoro completely owns Maddox. And, oh, what's in the fridge? Oh, Legion of Myth. Well, look, 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 at, look, at, look, at, look at Pax. He's talking about, oh, yeah, death. Actually, Twilight of the Gods is a Klingon Foundry trilogy that I've had on the back burner for a few years. And that, you, you say, oh, I got this thing. That well, oh, he, like he could make it right now. Yeah, you couldn't do it right now. We we've been oh foundry burn. We've been trying to do foundry missions. We can't. No, we cannot. We did play STO today though. Yes, we did. We uh, uh it's it's coming out on Monday, and uh, we played the uh, the mirror invasion event that's going on right now, and we did a uh, uh potluck type thing. We we picked up what was it like thirty cues on the PVE yeah, and just took them all and said screw it, whichever one happens first, we did. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't forget difficulty level. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was either elite or advanced. So we clicked them all, elite or advanced space, and hit go. And we got one. It was cool. Yes, it was. It worked out well. Yeah. All right. But now, speaking of working out well, you need to work your body to animate on the stream with Heathen Dog. Thank you very much. And today we've got both of our movies, not series now, movies from Netflix. Now, if you watched the, the stream before last, I uh, I reviewed an anime called uh, uh, Berserk, the Golden Arc, the Golden Age Arc One, and that yes. thing was trash. It was trash. The reason being was I didn't see the point of it. I didn't see the point. Now, having seen two and three, I'm like, oh, this whole thing was meant to be seen as a marathon it's just really poor writing for arc one because it, there was no hook the hook didn't come until two and three so you're, you're gonna see anyway you're, you're gonna see the, my my first one I, is, was this like originally like a series of television episodes re-edited in movies yes it, it was it's been an anime it's been well i mean manga. like i mean this this story oh, arc was this story back. arc originally released in japan is like a tv series thing oh. given to america oh yeah, oh yeah 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 from from years back okay. but the, the reason i wanted to do this is number one it came to netflix and number two 
all of the online forums said, if you're going to jump into the mythos, into this world, this, this was a really good, you know, jumping off point, a stepping off point right here, you know, watch these. And after watching the first one, I was like, you guys are full of crap. Jesus, like I've been watching this anime for years. I have all the manga and this is really good. You're a dummy. Okay, okay. Now that we're getting into arc two and three. All right, I got to take back all that dummy stuff. Well, because oh, wow. uh, starting in arc two, uh, it's a three-year jump from arc one. Uh, loner Guts, no longer loner anymore. Now he's Guts. Uh, he's He's been with the Band of the Hawk for three years, and he is Griffith's just right-hand man trying to make Griffith's dream come true. All right? But at the end of arc one, what I thought was just a throwaway line in arc two is a main impetus for Guts to, to leave the Band of the Hawk. And I'm going to get into that right after I get into the details. Let's see, uh, directed, the, uh, just, just as a spoiler alert, uh, all these details are the same except for the release date runtime, and that's it, okay, because everyone made the, these three at the same time. Uh, I'm going to ruin all these names all, over and over and again, so have fun with this. Toshiyuki uh, Kubouka? Kubo, Kubouka? I don't think that's how you say it. No, probably not. Probably Kubuka uh, or something. <laughs> Ichiro... Okouchi, Shiro Sagisu, and Susumu Hirasawa. Yeah. Uh, studios by, again, Four Degrees. Celsius. Oh, I love them. Not, they did Bye Bye Bye, right? Celsius. Big difference. Licensed by Mad Mat Entertainment, Viz Media, and Kaze in the UK. Original release was June 23rd, 2012. The runtime is 98 minutes, and you can watch it on Netflix because they paid for the streaming. Now, let's get to the main characters. Now, I'm starting this this uh, this whole uh, main character deal with uh, Commander Casca. All right, she is uh, re really the only female warrior for the Band of the Hawk. All right, fair right? enough. Really, the only one. Um, she she commands a thousand men. So so Griffith puts a lot of faith in her. She always wanted to be Griffith's right hand. You know, like like. But then Guts came in, and she just got super jealous of this guy because Griffith immediately said, no, Guts is my dude. Guts is my dude. I mean, he spent all of Arc 1 getting Guts on his side. Guts finally on his side, and Guts is just... Guts is the dude. He's the dude, and she wants to be the dude, but she's not the dude. It's not because she's a girl. She can fight. Don't give me... Don't but me she can't wrong. fight like Guts can. No, no, no one, one can. can fight like Guts can. You can go... He has a sword bigger than him. Stop it. Now, uh, she, uh, she, she was in charge of these whole thousand men uh, brigade in a decisive battle, uh, which, which, uh, which, uh, made the, if, if they were to win it would make their name. And not only that, make them all, make them all a legitimate, uh, army for the Midland empire and the commanding officers of the Band of the Hawk would be become minor royalty. Would become actual knights. Hmm. So, th so this was this was big. Okay, so she was in charge of this, but she was she had some problems. Uh, she was suffering not just with a fever, but like a lot of women out there, when their period comes, they get extreme pain, 
cramping, dizziness, nausea. Really, they went there. They went there. Oh, they did man. it. They did it. And so she was commanding this battle on on the day of that day. And so she was not at her best. As a matter of fact, let's run that clip so we can see her just not at her best. Which clip is it? That would be uh, cliff number one. Oh, cliff number one. Ah, why aren't you running? All right, there we go. <laughs> That's a precarious position on a horse. Yeah, and it gets worse. Oh, no, no. Oh, Helmet is protecting his falling damage, kids. Just yeah, so you know. I know the helmet. Thank, thank goodness for the helmet, because all those trees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Youch. Yeah. So uh, what? I, what I didn't show, obviously, later on, is that he pulls her out of the river, downstream, and uh, it starts raining, and so he has to find a cave, start a start a fire, get her clothes off. Well, naturally. To you know, to warm her up. And then he's like, oh, my God, she's bleeding. And he's looking for wounds on her because he thought he protected her on the way down. And then he see, then it shows the blood coming from between her legs. And he actually says, oh, man, it's tough being a woman. And he, the, the cool thing is he didn't say it like he was being condescending. He said it like he genuinely thought, man, you got to do yeah. everything I got to do. And you got to start a fight bleeding. Damn, that sucks. So, that does you know, suck. Good, on, good on guts. I think so. Good on Guts. Now, as, as speaking of that, let's go to Guts. Captain Guts. He's not Loner Guts anymore. He's Yay! Captain Guts. That's right. He became an officer uh, during the three-year time skip in the Band of the Hawk. And uh, after uh, after uh, Commander Casca had recovered enough to, to, to move, uh, they, they were trying to get back to the... Uh, the battlefield? Uh, the, the front? The, the, the main group. And they were they were they were assaulted by a uh, hundred men who were sent to find them because you know if you can get Guts head and Ka and 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 uh, Casca's head you can get yourself a pretty fortune from the from the opposing army. Well, she she was not she was still not in fighting form, so he said no run, go get help. I'll hold them off. And he took arrow. I I could not make a clip of it. <laughs> there was nothing that was family friendly about this thing heads limbs flying everywhere it was it was a tarantino fest if if you remember kill bill when when when, when she took on the crazy 88 it was it was like that only it was the crazy hundred Jeez. and when the reinforcements finally got there the forest was littered with just dead bodies and there's guts leaning up against the tree not moving and then Casca goes up there and goes, shakes him, going, Guts, Guts, wake up. Are you okay? Are you okay? And he says, I'm, I'm fine. If you stop shaking me, it makes the arrow wounds hurt more. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, soon after that, he, he decided that he wanted to leave for some reason. And no one knew why. But if you hearken back, if you watch the very first one, he overheard Griffin talking to the Midland princess 
saying that he cannot respect someone as his equal, as his real friend, unless they follow their dream, even if it goes against his. Ah. So, so Guts wanted, wanted thought of Griffin as his friend, but now realized that Griffin did not think of him as friend and never would as long as he kept following him, following his commands. So he went off to strike up on, on his own to follow his own dream so he could then meet Griff, Griffin later on as an equal. Right? Makes sense. But this really pissed off. The guy um, he's trying to impress? Yeah, this really pissed off Griffin because he didn't understand. Now let's 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 go to General Griffin. You know, it's Griffin's and, own fault. He left. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. It, but he didn't know. I mean, he he was talking to the princess. Well, and, yeah, he's trying to impress the princess with how yeah, awesome and manly he is. And, and he was and guts was basically eavesdropping. So oh, yeah, there you know, you know, you know, there's that. So anyway, uh, when when guts finally left, uh, he became super despondent all right i mean he and he start. he just lost his mind because he lost what he thought was his greatest piece on the board i mean guts was going to help him achieve his dream and now he's gone so this is what he goes and does go ahead and play a uh, clip number two clip number two here we go ba2 clip two there we are. Looks like he jumped in a window. Yes, this is the aforementioned princess. See, he's not royalty yet. Being alone with the princess... Yeah, it's forbidden. Yeah. It is forbidden. He says, forgive me, but it's unforgivable. I shall leave. No, don't leave. Uh-oh. That's not going to go well. No, no. Well, it depends on your well, point. It depends on what you're, I think that overall, it's not going to go well. No, Short no, term, maybe pretty gonna, good. It's not going to go great, no. But she, she genuinely has feelings for this joke. Yeah, I believe that, but I don't think it... Uh, for his long-term health, is probably not good for him. Yeah, Um. they... Uh, if you can imagine, after that moment, um, Chef taught singing about Sweet Sweet Love by the Fire. That's exactly what happened. All sweet right. Sweet Love by the Fire. And then, uh, well, uh, he got caught leaving her, her bedroom uh, the next morning. And according and to the next bullet was, point, he's imprisoned and tortured. Yeah, for defiling the, the princess. Oh, that's not wrong. Her. So uh, yeah, could, because he was no longer he was he wasn't a knight yet. The ceremony hadn't happened. Well, either he then. won that battle, the, the the that aforementioned battle for for the Midland army. But yeah. the, the ceremony to make him a knight hadn't happened yet. It was still a month away. Oh, dude should have held off for a, a night or two. No, no. Like I said, he lost his mind. He lost, when when guts left, he he lost his head, and that and a lot of guys who lose their head uh, go and boink the princess. I guess. Oh yeah, you know, it's what I one does. So, uh, I don't think he I was put... dripping in booze, Duncan Idaho. Come on now. <laughs> so what, what I put as the main antagonist is, guess what? You are your own worst enemy. That's true. All right. Now, uh, uh, he he screwed him. He screwed himself. He screwed his people. The band of the hawk is disgraced. They were ordered to be killed, and that's when we get to the BA two clip number three. 
Oh, I don't like this clip. No, this clip is not good. All right, here goes. They were actually tripped into this field by false orders. So the thing is, Pelter's no defense, no armor. Wow, that's a lot of people surrounding them. See, this is why I never go out. Yeah, it's never a good idea. Duck Hunt says, how far are we into the movie at this point? This is, uh, we're, we're really at the end of, uh, of two. Oh, okay. Okay. Really at the end of two. And, uh, uh, some, some of the band, a, a good portion, there's, you know, like I said, uh, Casca alone was in charge of a thousand men. So, you know, a, a large portion did escape because they're good. And you can always use the, you know, I saw like one guy hiding behind his horse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was riding sideways on his horse. Right. So, yeah. You know, that was smart. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's, it's not good for the it. horse, but it's good for you, and you can yeah, get yeah, it on the horse. Not good for the horse, but if the horse takes a hit, not you. Hey, sorry, horse. It had to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's but either anyway. you or both of us. So, uh... so that that that's that, that's where we end it for uh, for Berserka, the Golden uh, uh, Arc Arc Two, where uh, the the Band of the Hawk is disgraced. Uh, they're they're hunted down as, uh, as as thieves and criminals and traitors and all that stuff, and Griffith. Is uh, is imprisoned and tortured. Ah, lovely. So, what do I think of it? <laughs> Three and a half stars. I mean, uh, the, the, if you remember, the first one only got two. That's right, it did. Because number because this one has a hook. It has a lot of drama. It has a lot of of uh, um, not not just you know getting to know the characters. It's watching the characters make moves, make plays. You know. And have that, and then have the results be good, bad, otherwise, you know, it's it was it was uh, it was an enthralling story, unlike the first one. The action is fantastic, obviously. I mean, uh, all of the uh, all of the uh, uh, all of the fight scenes, while not while guts is uh, swinging that giant sword around, is not realistic. The the damage he does is so, and they have they have all the all the proper trebuchet trajectory and and arrows and what damage actual arrows do like if you sh like like uh if you remember lord of the rings boromir got hit by like three arrows before he died yeah that that's true i mean arrows unless you hit the heart or the brain it's not an effective way to kill someone because yeah you hit it them with something pretty good that, hey, that and one arrow just gonna usually like from bleeding right well usually you don't hit them with one arrow and they, go, ah, and they fall over dead usually you hit them with yeah, one arrow and they go no, no, fall no, over and don't fight anymore life. Yeah, but in, in 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 real life, you got to hit someone in a, either either a, a deathly vital spot or several times. And in this one, in in this in this uh, in this movie, they do they would do exactly that. Right. But I mean, usually on a battlefield, if someone was hit by an arrow, they would stop fighting because they were hit by a damn arrow. Yeah. They're not going to say, "Oh no, I should be heroic and continue to press on." No, you're hit by an arrow, you you go to the back of the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you have someone take out the arrow, badge it up, and then you go again. No. Well, <laughs> and you go home. You're being paid, all right. And if you go home, you get you get shot with another arrow in the back. Oh, for being, for people are mean. Anyway, the 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 story is compelling. I mean, uh, the 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 whole friendship between uh, guts and 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 Griffith, and the whole uh, jealousy slash respect 
that, like they uh, need that, to just Tosca talk. has for, for, for Guts because of Griffith is compelling. It's good storytelling. And uh, all of the characters grow and change in this one. In, uh, in, in arc one, it was the whole thing was just introduction to tell you who people are. Now people are changing because of circumstance and actions. And it's, it's really, really interesting. Even, even the supporting cast, like, like, like that, like that kid, I forget his name, that, that kid who was on the side of the horse. Flying, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that. And, uh, and that, that, that really big, huge guy who, who, who yelled at, who smelled, heard it was an attack before it happened. Yeah. 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 Th- those guys get, get screen time. You know, they get screen time and you get to talk, you get to see them talk and interact with people and they have their own personality. Unlike in arc one, where it was just, you're just introducing the main characters and that's it. Right. Right. Now, the only thing I didn't like about it was, uh, it was really graphic. I mean, super, super game of Thrones type, type graphic, which it's called for, I guess. But it didn't have to be. It, it would have gotten four and a half stars, or at least four stars, be, because of that. You know, I knocked it down one star because it still had that stigma of one in my mind, a dark one <laughs> attached to it. It's it, it was still hanging on to me, so I I, I couldn't I couldn't fair enough fair I enough let it go. You know, so that was it. That sounds like a pretty compelling story. It is, it is, and even more so when we get to the next one, which is Arc 3. Oh my god, it's right there already. That's right. Now, it's been a year, another another jump cut, year, okay? Uh, Guts dueled Griffith to, to, to leave to leave the band of the Hawk. He that has a really left. round head. That's really weird. No, well, yes, he's got a helmet on. Okay, it's so creepy. Yeah, he's got a helmet on. Uh, he, he found out that the Hawks were labeled outlaws. In the, in the Midland Empire, so he returns to see what the heck's going on, because he's been away trying to do his own thing, right? Well, uh, they they uh, they go about freeing Griffith, and it all turns out really bad from there. Let's just, let's just go ahead, and uh, the particulars are exactly the same, except Ooh. the original release date is February 1st, 2013. This one runs 113 minutes. And, so- of course... Since Netflix bought the streaming rights, you can watch it on Netflix. So I don't have to butcher any any of the names again. No, butchering right, has now, already been done. That's all the butchering has happened. Okay, now let's go to the main characters. Again, we start with Casca, only this time she's General Casca because of Griffith's gone. She's been promoted to to the remnants of the Band of the Hawks. Yeah, but fair enough, it is a lot smaller now. Yeah, she is in total command. All right, and she's been planning griffith's rescue for the past year but it's really hard because uh they're branded traitors in the middle of the empire uh there's bounties on their on all of their heads and uh so so get uh trusting someone to get you supplies and plans and uh and uh layouts and stuff like yeah, that without turning you in kind of sucks as a matter of fact uh they they get attacked by by some uh, by some literal headhunters, you know, lo- looking to get their heads so they can cash in on the bounty, in uh, in their uh, BA three clip number one. So let's check that out. Coming at you. Oh, Scorpion kicked me in the head. Yeah, Scorpion kick is not a great move in real life. But it's not. It didn't make it. 
second Got kicked right in the ass. Boom! <laughs> like a football punt. I know. Just show how cool he is. Don't let the street performer tire you out. Dang. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, that uh, that that's when Guts came back because he heard about all of what was going on, and he was like, you know what? What the heck? What's what's going on? Well, let's let's go check him out. Now he's just Guts. He's not Captain. He's not Loner. He's just Guts. Okay, he wandered for a year trying to find a dream, trying to find something that that he can make his mark on to to bring him up uh, up the. Uh, as an equal in Griffith's eyes. And then he was told that Griffith was captured and he asked to come back to the band of the Hawk. Well, they took him back because they need him. I mean, well, they all yeah. think he, he's a, he's not, not so much a traitor because he left before any of the other bad stuff happened. So they kind of think like he left and that's possible, but well, he left and on his way out caused some bad stuff to happen. Maybe exactly you know, caused, maybe. you know, caused all the, you know, he somehow started the snowball of all this bad crap, but technically true. Him. Yeah. But they need him. So they took him back. All right. Well, he and didn't then... start the snowball. He's definitely a motivating factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Casca, uh, took, uh, took his return to, you know, because she she's been holding it together by her fingernails this entire time. I would think so. Yeah. And now that guts is back, she's like, you know what? Screw I'm it. out. You do it. I'm out. So let let's let's look at uh, cliff number two. <laughs> yeah, this this girl loves her cliffs, man. See, I knew it was going to boil down to that. Well, does she mean romantically in his heart, or just like friendship? She wanted, she would have taken either one. Eh, fair enough. No, there, there's no Michael Burnham in this story, Pax Federaka. You stop it. <laughs> I like at the end of this clip is funny what he says. Yeah. Well, his hand is cut. Ah, uh, she does look tired there. Well, she she passed out. It's, yeah. It's well, she said Japanese she was tired. So. Where, where when 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 you attempt to commit ritual suicide and someone stops you, the act of doing it mentally just destroys you. Yeah. But his line in this is hilarious. She just seems to have bad luck with those. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> That was hilarious <laughs> because every time she gets near a cliff, she freaking falls off. Whether <laughs> on purposely of or not, <laughs> freaking tired of it. Well, apparently, the first one didn't take, you know. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, so he stops her from doing that, smacks her around a little bit, saying, "Hey, I'm I'm here to get I'm here to get to get Griffith. You are the leader of the band of the Hawk. I'm following you now. 
So what are, what are we doing? Where are we going? What are we doing? So they get a plan. All right. They go and enact this plan. Yes. 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 And so we are going to do uh, was a BA clip number three. BA three. This is the this is when they actually find Griffith and and the torturer tells you what he's done to him. No, wait, you're in the wrong. That's the wrong clip. That's three. I'm sorry. Don't stop that clip. BA3 clip. Oh, that one. Sorry. Sorry. That's the That's the torturer there now. Omega. A dozen chickens in a cap. Yeah, see, when when you go into a prison cell, you have a guy look out at the door, right? They didn't do it. Okay. That guy seems really excited. Like, way too excited. Yeah. yeah. He, he is a super creeper dude. Yeah, he's really there's one thing about job satisfaction, but that's a little much. Yeah. Been like husband and wife. Ew. Oh, you just wait to see what he has as a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he gets his. Uh, he needs a little more stabbing than that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You <sighs> didn't, didn't, didn't make it. You didn't make it. Uh, what actually happened after that, I couldn't show it. But uh, Guts, Guts pulls out his dagger and says, Oh, you like tongues, huh? Put it in his mouth and just freaking just cut out his tongue. Well, yeah. Do you take yeah. the two tongues, then do this in front of him, you know? So that was after a year of torture. Griffith is broken. Look at him. Well, yeah, I would think so. Yes, the tendons in his hands and feet are cut. His tongue is cut out. He is basically insane. And apparently, he was a creepy torture midget's love love slave for a while. Yes, exactly, for a whole year. Yeah, it's a yeah. So he is he is hanging on to sanity by I don't know hopes and dreams. I don't even think he has any left. I think he wants yeah. to give it all up at that point and go to La La Land, but he cannot. Yeah, but he, he can't even kill himself because he doesn't have the dexterity to do it. Oh, jeez, it's brutal. It's bad. It's super bad. It is bad. Now, now the the next slide is uh, is a picture of what they call the Egg of Kings. Now, that looks even creepier than the other picture. The other picture didn't is, look like a face stuck in a Christmas ornament. Yeah, usually the eyes aren't open. Now, this was given to Griffith as a boy, that the hag that gave it to him. Now, this this was all in in uh, in arc number one, but again, it didn't click for me how important this thing was because it was like one half of a scene and go, oh, yeah, I got this thing. It says I'm going to be king one day. And, like, and Guts was like, um, all right, whatever. So, But apparently it is important. Uh, the hag promised that with this you will be king. But what it really was, was a catalyst for the change. Now, what they mean by the the uh, change is uh, every 216 years, there is a 
a complete eclipse in this land. And during that time, a new demon god can be formed. Oh, super. So let's move to the next slide. The main Ooh, antagonist. I wonder oh! what happens. The main antagonist is an insane griffith slash femto. Oh, boy. Okay, weakened in body and mind. He gave, he, he just. It looks like he's he getting ready up. to fight the Power Rangers. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a Power Rangers enemy now. There's no doubt. That just is kind but, of a uh, jarring style change from the rest of everything else. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he lost it. Now that 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 clip you accidentally played before. Yeah. Go up there right now. Ba three. I'll play it. So he's going to sacrifice? Ah, that's the cool part. You see, uh, the the other four demon gods came up to him and said, yes, you we can you can become a, a, a demon god and and have power beyond that you that you could possibly dream of, but you have to sacrifice everyone who ever whoever loved you. That that's all the men who came to save you including Guts, Casca, every single person in the Band of the Hawk. And he was so insane at that point that he said, yep, okay. Sure, why not? And then these minor demons came out. I couldn't clip this. These minor demons came out and started biting the heads and arms and legs of all of his men. Uh, uh, Guts actually lost his left hand. Ouch. Oh, yeah. No, no, he's still... Swung around that. I'm sure he's still like killing everyone, but you know, uh, he actually got got Casca and himself out of there, but everyone else just sacrificed blood, the blood sacrifice for his change. And that's what makes you evil. Yes, that's that. It don't help. They don't help you at all. Nope. So what what do I think of this? Four stars because I was definitely over arc one. <laughs> by this point so it got four stars now it didn't get five because well I'll, I'll get to that the the action here was just epic i mean uh man uh people against people fighting people against demons fighting and it went and that whole man versus demon fight went exactly how you think not too great for the men, I'm guessing. Oh, God. Horribly, horribly. Just horribly. They were all peeing themselves, going, I'm in a dream, right? Smacking themselves, going, this, uh, this is not this is not happening, right? This is not happening. And then they get their head bit off by, by, a, by a little, you know, exorcist chick upside down with demon eyes and giant maw. Great. So there were all kinds. There were all flavors of demons there, and they were all killing folk. Now I really like this because this uh, because our uh, two and especially three was the fall from grace. Griffith had such high ideals, and uh, he had a goal. And and he sure he was using his men, he was using guts and casket to get his goal. But he still respected and cared for them. I mean, he he would have easily, you know, taken any of their burdens onto himself. Because they were an extension of him in his mind. I mean, I would be nowhere without them. If they're in danger, I'm there for them. But 
the, that year of being tortured by that fat little bastard broke him. Not just his body, but his mind was gone. Oh, so he did and, his job, you know. Yeah, exactly. He did his job as a torturer. And then uh, he doomed the world. Good job. Good job. Yes. And the ending, while heartbreaking, was amazing. I mean, there there was no, oh, come on, he would never have done that. No, no. No, no. you get it at that point. At that point, yeah, you okay, yeah, got it. I'd, I'd have done it too. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I'd have done it too. Now, the bad parts. The, oh my God. The giant I mean, rivers of blood. Tarantino blood at this point. This is just like it's blood raining from the sky. Well, it's, like, you know, it's like a Chinese uh, bullet opera. Oh. Slip and slide yeah. blood down the hallways. Oh God, yes. I mean, it's it's uh it's it's the Overlook Hotel opening opening the the elevator door type deal, you know. It crazy amounts of blood. Didn't have to be that much. They went a little overboard for shock value. A little overboard for just shock value. Bit. That's why I I, why I gave it a hit. The next hit is just me me being. I, I want more, man. I want I want there because there's more. I know there's more because the anime and the manga say there's more where where Guts goes after this newly minted demon demon god to, you know, initially try and talk him down and then go and kick his butt. Defeat him with the power of love. No, defeat no. him with the power of a giant sword. Yeah, that's just as good. Yes. So I want more. They don't have more. Not on Netflix. It's well, yeah. The, that last one came out in 2013. I want more now, and it's been tick, 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 tock, buddy. There's Come a, on. there's a ton, just not on Netflix. Oh, well, I can't review them here. You could expand what you call on the stream. I could expand that, but then I'd have to pay for more services yeah. like Crunchyroll and Crunchy. You can do Crunchyroll for free. Funimation, yeah, not so much. Yeah, but there's a commercial every five minutes. Well, it's every ten, but yeah. Whatever. I, I can't. I can't suffer through that anymore. This is this is this is the age of fast forwarding through commercials or just not having them all together. Except for the but, commercials on this stream, which and this which, yes, which you, you should, should watch. Come on, man. Take take thirty seconds. There's a commercial <laughs> beginning. There's a commercial at the end. Take the damn thirty. Well, seconds. if you're watching YouTube, there's more commercials. Give us give us give us the nickel. Shill away, right? buddy. Shill away. Anyway, yes, that is it. That is all we have. Well, thank you. The anime on the stream. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It's definitely something to consider watching when I want to see big swords and blood. Yes, and and the good thing is, it's not uh, it's not a series. It's two movies, there you go. or three movies. You really should watch all three to get the whole story. But yeah. you can really start it too if you wanted to. <laughs> After watching *Heathen Dogs* review, you don't need to watch the first film. Save you some time there. All right, oh, want... oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pax Federatica said that uh, Lorca killed his crew. Yeah, but his crew was going to be tortured, like he was, like like Griffith was tortured. And yeah, I'd want you to kill me too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sign me up for the killing. So yeah, I get it. If you want more Heathen Dog, and after that, I don't know if you do. Just kidding. <laughs> More Heathen Dog on Heathen Dog with animated RPG segments and team ups. Uh, catch them out. Start catch out on YouTube. His Star Trek Online team ups and Secret World team ups with that Garthon cat who is oh so awesome. And together they are synergistically greater than the sum of their parts. It's true. Uh, we are. It's awesome. So check we, that out. We are. We are together. A set bonus. Ooh, I like that. That's even yes. better. <laughs> Uh, you can also check out Past Dreams, where he plays Star Trek Online with Buck Fats McCool. StarCraft II, Darkest Dungeon, which he'll never play again. The game which shall not be named. Observer, which uh, 
I guess shouldn't be named either. Amnesia Dark Descent and Machine for Pig. And it's currently playing through Outlast. Uh, one episode three. was adult content due to... Yes, uh, yes. The last episode, I couldn't. We, uh, we actually couldn't monetize at all. Because uh, there was one part There was a digital was wedding hiding, tackle. Where I was hiding under, under a bed. Because, you know, that's what you have to do in this game is hide. <laughs> you hide under a bed. And there, there was a Captain Insano look, looking to chop my head off. Walking around with his twigs and berries, just hanging all out. So, yep. Like he's at the May that. Festival. But you can still watch it. Just the viewer discretion is advised. Yes, viewer discretion is advised. Keep the now, lights speak, on. Speaking of viewer discretion, uh, my alcohol for today oh, is no. Buzzballs Chillers. That sounds good for you. Yes, it's green. That is definitely like, you know. Yes, this is. I'm Western twenty one. I'm female. Give her consent before she drinks this type stuff. I'm out of wine coolers. What do I got? This is what we're looking at. That does not look pleasant. Oh, but we're gonna have some fun with it. Oh Lord help me. Oh, it smells. Green. Yep, that smells like Kool Aid. Well, at least it doesn't smell like floor cleaner. Oh my God. Oh. It smells like a no. It it tastes like really really bad lemon lime Kool Aid. Yeah. That's what I was guessing. So I'm glad yeah, I was. Well, uh... you guessed correctly. I regret that immediately. Okay. I have to drink it, though. God dang it. Fortify yourself. Fortify it. Oh. Oh, it's down. It wants to come up, but I'm not going to let it. I don't know why you do this to yourself. I, I, I fight the good fight. All right. All right I think you do it so you can get loopy during the uh, comic poll. It's true. If you start hearing Dean's offers of power and offers to sacrifice your audience, say no. Just strongly reconsider, says Duncan Idaho. <laughs> no, no, I love my audience. Wait a minute. No, what? no. no you don't. There's people too. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to another segment that is not does not necessarily involve blood. Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Where Garthon pulls comics and tells you about them. So then you can form opinions to impress your friends. Of course, your friends are impressed by your knowledge of comic books. Then they're awesome. Just saying. It's true. All right. X-Men Gold number 15 has been written by Mark Guggenheim. Pencils by Diego Bernard. Inks by J.P. Mayer. Colors by Rain Brito. And cover by Dan Moore and Juan Fernandez. So, uh, the art in the book looks pretty much like that, but not exactly. So, wow, you mean it's actually close to the cover? Yeah, it's close all right. The uh, uh, Diego Bernard and J.P. Meyer are doing a pretty good job with the art. It's not fantastic. It never knocks my socks off, but it's clear. It's presentable. Colors are safe. Um, it does a great job putting the story forward, but there's never any wow moments from the art, even when there's opportunities for it. Um, so it's not bad, but it's just once you're like, it's like, oh yeah, that's... I just wish there was something more to it that I could really grab onto and love. But it's just very serviceable. there. It's serviceable. It seems that um he's really Diego's really fond of setting up like action crowd shots, but then he, once he starts doing it, he like isn't sure what to do. So you get like a couple of people like, haha, then Aerosmith is kind of in the back. I'm doing an action. You know, and so it doesn't quite work, but the art is 
good. The anatomy's good. It just it never really grabs you, especially with the storyline. This art, the storyline of this, where everyone keeps switching costumes and stuff, it makes it a lot harder to follow. Oh, that's right. Is, is this a continuation of that whole time thing? It time is. This thing? is part five of Mojo Worldwide, okay. which All is right, going yeah. back and forth between X Men Blue and Gold. Um, so in this part, they've fought through most of his Mojo stuff. Um, and they've taken it into, they've actually kind of like escaped the Mojoverse, but they're in New York City, and he reveals he's using his spires to actually bring the Mojoverse into New York City, to turn it into part of the Mojoverse. And to which, makes me, to which I shrug and say, well, how are you going to tell the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Do it to Manhattan, no one will know. Um, so... When the story arc first started, I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And and here at part five, I'm saying, why isn't this over? I, I haven't enjoyed any of the character development such as it is. I ha- It's kind of dragged on a little too long without anything really interesting happening. It's working too hard to play off of old ideas to say, hey, remember how you love the brood? It's the brood again. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's... It seems like a bad spin on a clip show. Yeah, you know, like it, yeah, yeah, like it, uh, like uh, uh, the, the 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 next generation episode where where Riker got hit in the in in the thigh. Oh, with yeah, so he spends the whole time sitting on a table yeah, with a yeah, terrible he clip show. He spends the whole time in a freaking clip show in his head. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's like that with a slightly different spin. That's what this comic seems to be. Yep. Yeah, that's and that's a lot of what it is, and. At the end, they find uh, Kitty Pride manages to find uh, Mojo's control center, so they all go there. And it's kind of funny. Mojo's like, because he's watching them, and she comes back. It's okay, we can handle this. And by the way, I've, I've located his command center. They see Mojo going, uh, what? It's, it's kind of a nice moment. And then, when they go to the command center, they find all these monitors showing past scenes of the X-Men doing stuff in their past. Like, what is this? He's like, research! Like, how can you people not know what that is? You've been fighting it the whole time. Yeah. So this should not be of any surprise. You know, it's just... Ah! And then they're about to fight him, and he brings in a bunch of goons, like it's supposed to be some sort of surprise. Um, really anticlimactic, really not great... Art, like I said, art was pretty good, but it, it never made me, yeah, but it never made me say, oh, this book is terrible, I can't read it, you know? It is, you know, X-Men comic book. You know, you might as well put a white cover on it with black lettering, generic X-Men comic book, and you're there. Um, two and a half stars. I, I couldn't love it. I don't hate it. Yeah, it was, it was, you know. It, it uh, is, it, it, yeah. it's just, it took a really promising storyline and kind of sat there at the same point without ever like it was like it was like you know the ramp to climax and climax is up here and it got halfway there and it's kind of it's leveling off and thinking about doing something i don't know and then it doesn't it's like come on you could have done something but then again i asked myself all right so they're fighting like stuff from their past you know fighting like one guy joked in an earlier novel or earlier issue where he killed by nostalgia what do you do after that point? You know, my the only answer I could come with is, well, I would start combining the nostalgia. Like, okay, remember this when you were fighting Magneto? Well, what if Magneto was actually teamed up with Apocalypse? You know, or, or just do some crazy variation. 
you know, to try and mix things up. Or if you're going to go wacky because it's Mojo, you could go and have them deal with fighting uh, the witch, the Goblin Queen in that storyline. But now it's a hospital drama. You know, <laughs> just really change it. You know, be freaking insane. See, that's a good idea, right? Madeline just... Pryor is is a. Uh, uh... It's Nurse Doctor... Ratchet or something, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. All right. Is uh, uh, Dr. Mc, McCreepy. Yes, I go. like that. That's exactly what I was thinking of along those lines, Grey's Anatomy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So something like that was just top of my head. You know, you could do something more than that. It's like really go nuts. And then you really would have had something. You can't just say, look, now Longshot's here. Remember Longshot? You loved him in the 80s. Huh? Longshot still got a mullet. You know, No. <laughs> No, it's not enough. So, like I said, it's two and a half stars. I could be persuaded to go three, because the art and coloring is pretty strong. But well, yeah, but the the, the art and color. But it's uh, just it it it's, it can be strong, but but if the if the ink and if the ink and or and or penciling is just mediocre, they can't shine. Well, that is the art. The ink and pencils, you know, it's the ink and pencils are are not great, but they're good. But the story is just yeah. so mediocre. It's. Yeah. Just drags the whole thing down. Like, yay, X-Men comic book. Perfects Rice is Laura Takeshi. Yeah, see, I like that. Assaultus cast for a million yen. Yeah, <sighs> do something like that. You know, something nuts. Mix it up. Anyway, so uh, that was that. All right, what's next? Next book. Uncanny Avengers number 29, written by Jim Zub. Art by Sean Isaacs and Juanan Ramirez. Colors by I Tara like Bonvillian. I like Bonvillain. That's like good evil guy. Or, or happy evil guy. I don't know. Anyway. So it's his legacy. They say it's still part of Stars and Garters, which I think is an accident to have on there still because uh, the Stars and Garters thing was dealing with Wonder Man and Beast, and this has mm. nothing to do with Wonder Man or Beast ever in the entire episode. Okay. Our issue. When we last we left the Uncanny Avengers... Um, Dr. Voodoo had summoned a bunch of guys, a bunch of minions of Sidorak who love order to go fix the mansion. And then at the very end, Quicksilver saying magic sucks and Juggernaut was coming out of the sky to punch them. Because this, that's what he does. That's right. And this issue tells you what happens. What happened with that? Uh, Juggernaut had been captured after a fight with, I think, Dr. Strange. Eh, it doesn't matter. He was in a fight with someone. They beat it with Iceman and somehow. And Iceman beat him. So he's being flown back by some security company. Doesn't matter. You know what? I, I, Iceman back in you know twenty years ago, Iceman was a punk. Right. Iceman is mega powerful nowadays. Yeah, he's he's Omega level now. Yeah. Well, ever since Loki screwed with his powers, his power his his and that was back twenty years ago. Ever since Loki screwed with his power level to freeze all of Asgard, um, ever since then his power level has been ticking steadily up. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon he'll be able to cause heat death of suns, um, <laughs> which is yay good for nobody. Yeah, well, if you ever have to fight a sun, I guess you know. Uh, anyway, so he's in prison. He's in prison, and they're messing with him. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, keep talking, smart guy. You just wait till I get out of here." It's like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, and then you see, he jerk kind of looks up. So you guys hear that? It's like I'm being called somewhere, and you. Because basically, then you see like where's the spell that summoned the minions of Sidorak. And, by the way, Juggernaut gets his powers from the gem from of Sidorak. Sidorak. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes poof and disappears. 
Wait, which wait, Chris, is, isn't Juggernaut technically some kind of avatar of Sidorak? Sort of. Sort of? Yeah. He's also yeah. a mutant of some kind. Like a very low-level mutant, but he also really? has the powers of the Gemma Sidorak. Yeah. He's Professor X's brother, and he is a mutant. Well, yeah, but it, just because you're someone's brother doesn't mean you share the mutant gene. Well, he shows up on mutant detectors. Oh. So oh, I... Yeah. Never been too clear on all that. Anyway. So he gets poofed away. He's like, ha ha, see a sucker. So he's poofed away. And the, the security guards kind of look at each other like, oh, we are so fired. Which is the best line of the book. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the line from, uh, uh, what what's his name? Uh, Stan Lee from. Oh, yeah. From when uh, he goes Avengers. to the cell. Yeah. 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 When, uh, so when, when, when Steve Rogers steals his old outfit yep. from the museum. Yep. That's the museum guard. Um, so basically he gets poofed in and sees these Avengers schmucks and it doesn't look like he actually wants to fight them. He just kind of shows up. Like, hey, what are these suckers? And uh, Quicksilver, being a hothead, immediately goes, ah, it's the Juggernaut. Get him. So he put that means Juggernaut's like, all right, game on then, Speedy. I don't know. That's fine. I'll crush all of you. I'm the Juggernaut. I'm the juggernaut. Hit you with your own pimp. Um, at this point, Juggernaut is trying to impress. Oh my gosh, I just blanked on her name. The psychic with the dot on her chest. Oh, I feel so bad about that because I actually with like her character. Dot on her chest. Uh, Synapse. Okay. You see, I see Quicksilver and Synapse on the cover. Oh, oh, oh! oh they mean the. That's not a dot. It's a red circle. It's a, yeah. It's I don't a, think she's Japanese. Dots are small, dude. Anyway, um, the uh, she might be Japanese. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about a second. Just for a moment, let's talk about costumes. Quicksilver has never had a good costume. I just want to say. No, but this thing is pretty lame looking. Yeah, it's purple with dark purple arms and like a fast forward symbol on the chest, which in one yeah. way I think is dumb and another way I think is brilliant at the same time. <laughs> I, I hate it and love it at the same time. I just. Yeah, it's, it's apt, but it's a little too. It's a little, little much. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. well, Cap, it's kind of like Ketrick has an A on his forehead. That's a little much, but at least it's not like a big flag on his forehead. I know he's wearing a right. flag suit, but you know it could yeah, be yeah, worse. Yeah, he has the flag suit down here. It could but... say it could say like America across Ketrick's head, you know, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. That'd be that, a that bit would be much. like. Um, Mister Terrific does have Fair Play written on his arm, which I still really like. Um, anyway. Just, just that's an aside. So he runs off with Synapse real quick to protect her, and he, you know, he's fought the Juggernaut before. It's like, hey, all right, his big vulnerability is mental powers, but he's wearing a helmet that protects him from mental powers. So hey, right. don't worry about it. I'll take him out. And of course, Rogue is like, no, do not fight the Juggernaut. He's like, oh, now you're in charge. When we ask you to be in charge, you're like, no, no, I cannot be in charge. Oh no, shit, I cannot be in charge. And now, when we're like. I don't need you. And you don't need to tell him what to do. He's going back to old Quicksilver form, where he's like, I don't need any of you people. I'm the Quicksilver. Which I thought he had gotten over, but I guess he hadn't. Well, now, if if he's very much like the uh, the uh, X-Men movie Quicksilver... No, he's not. Nothing like that. Okay, well, if he, if he was like that, then yeah, dude, you don't need anybody. You, you're fine. Never, ever... Wait, are you talking about the X-Men movie, Quicksilver? Or you're not you're talking X-Men movie, not Avengers movie. No, I'm not talking the Avengers movie. I'm talking I'm talking that wasn't the, Quicksilver. the X-Men movies. All right. Where where he's, you know, he's fast enough to like basically freeze time as he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can move he can move so fast that he basically time is frozen. Well, yeah, yeah. That you, guy You're, you're aware doesn't need anybody. You're aware of the Flash's level of speed, right? Yeah. 
Quicksilver's not that fast. Oh. Just well, Quicksilver. It, if it ever comes down to who's, if ever in any nerd argument of who's faster, Quicksilver Flash, the answer is always the Flash. I'm a Marvel nerd, but I will I will immediately cop to Flash is faster. Flash has the speed force. Flash can run through time. Yeah. yeah. He has a time I mean, treadmill if, because it helps. Yes, he doesn't yes, need yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If if uh, if 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 you can run fast enough to not only go forward and backward in time, but into other dimensions. Right. Then, Flash yeah, can guess what you win. The Flash yeah. can hold still, vibrate his molecules, and have things pass through him. Quicksilver has yes. never pulled that trick. Yes. So, Flash is faster because Flash is just in, you know he he's in the like the speed force. We've made up something as how fast he is. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they made up a whole dimension of just potential energy. Right. That just he for him. Taps into. Yes. So he's not that fast, yeah. but he is pretty dang fast. Okay, uh, yeah, so he's like. You know what, you 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 losers. You know, it's like I knew magic was a problem. Brother Voodoo, this idiot showed up because you summoned him. So you be quiet and leave the zone while I go beat him. And he's like, hey, Synapse, the girl who I'm trying to impress right now. Um, yeah. after I pull his helmet off, you mind zap him and we'll be done with this and go get lunch. So he does. He actually goes, beep, 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 wing, yanks the helmet off, being super fast. And then Rogue is like, you idiot. He's wearing a second helmet nowadays because that's happened to him too many nowadays, times. That was, again, 20 years ago when he had a little tiny helmet around his head because right. of his brother. Right. Because, well, the big helmet protected him from mind powers. So originally they just pulled the big helmet off and mind whammy. Now he has a smaller helmet. It actually looks kind of like a, like a pilot helmet almost. Not a pilot, but a. it, it looks yeah, very yeah, practical. It's not a new thing. Yeah, it's not exactly new that he's doing that. No, he said that he he's done that before. Right, but you see, he's wearing a helmet under his helmet because that's practical. Yes, it's smart. Yeah, it is smart. Yeah, I mean, okay. if hey, every Mark time if every time someone beats you by tying your shoelaces yeah. together, you start wearing Velcro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, Kane Marco has 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 never been you know the the poster child for you know geek of the week or anything. Right, he's not a genius. But, but... if you get your helmet ripped off enough times and then mind zapped enough times. You have a backup. Yeah, you sense a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so he hangs the helmet. And Rogue's like, uh, he has a second helmet, you idiot. And he's like, oh, damn. Because at that point, he's gotten really close to Synapse, who could mind whammy him, the only one on the team who can. And so he yeah. just uh, smacks her un- and breaks half the bones in her body with his casual kabam, because he's the juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, which Quicksilver kind of goes, ah, I'm so stupid, which he is. Um, <laughs> so everyone starts fighting him. Brother Voodoo, you know, gets the idea of saying, hey, these Sidrak minions who I summoned who could fix anything. You know, he points to Jarvis and says, hey, uh, he's his, he's broken. You need to fix him. And they look at him and say, yeah, he is broken. And so they go and they actually, because after, because his armor's been broken by Quicksilver pulling his helmet off, so they extra, extra, extra reinforce his armor to the point where he can't move. Aww. And that's how they take him out. Sidrak's own minions basically swarm him. And, uh, Give him armor so secure even he can't get out. Uh, Synapse gets rushed to the hospital where she is like really damn injured. Quicksilver yeah. feels awful about it. And instead of like being supportive and nurturing, uh, the team, uh, he is kind of a jerk. I'm not going to say he's not a jerk after this. Mm. But instead of saying, you know, I don't know what you're trying to do. You're trying to help. Maybe we need to think. No, like, you, this is your fault. She's hurt. Look how hurt she is. It's your fault. So they lay on him. He's like, 
I was just trying to freaking do something. You never should use magic in the first place. You people are losers. This team is full of losers. It's a loser team. And then he pulls this classic, Wanda, we're leaving. And Wanda looks at him, no. In I'm her classic. I'm taking my ball and going home. Quicksilver's yeah. big line. Yeah, it, well, in the 60s, it was always Wanda, we're leaving. Wanda was always like, okay, Pietro. And then in the 80s, it became, no, I'm not going with you. And that's what you she does again. It's like, no. What did you think? I'm going with you. No, 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 no. I'm happy here. You're the one who screwed up. He's like, fine. And then he leaves. Um... And that's basically the book. Uh, Synapse is in the hospital. She's really hurt. She's going to get better. Well, uh, yeah, better, but, you know, physically, yeah, she's going to get better, but... Yeah, she'll be fine. She's any human. She'll be fine. She's probably not going to, like... Uh... <laughs> it's not going to go up against the Juggernaut one-on-one, tell you that. Well, no, no. She's definitely not going to go up against the Juggernaut again, but she, she's probably not, not going to like uh, the, the guy whose idea it was to go up against the Juggernaut so right. much. Yeah. Um, so I want to say I liked the art in the book. It was really good. Nice sense of pacing, nice showing setting of scenes, um, nice dramatic angles from the art. Uh, the coloring was really good and strong where it needed to be. Doug and I was still on the chicken stuffed over from Berserker. <laughs> 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 um, but um, I, I, there are a couple of characters in Marvel who for some reason never seem to get character growth. And when they do get character growth, every other writer forgets it happened. Uh, Johnny Storm is one of those characters. Mm. Um, Quicksilver is one of those characters. Every time he gets some character growth, they immediately yank it away from him so that he can be petulant again. It's like he's never learned over the past, in comic 30. time, probably 10 years, but in actual but time, 50. He the, still hasn't learned. He's been that long? I didn't think he was around that long. He was around since the 60s. Wow. All yeah, right. well, he still ain't well. learned apparently not to be an arrogant jerk. Um, so that kind of annoyed me, but overall, I liked the oral story arc. I wasn't too fond of the whole. Oh wait, let me use this. This I didn't like how they took down the juggernaut. It was one of those fight, 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 fight. fight. Oh wait, let's just do this thing I had in the beginning. You know, it's kind of like the whole story because kind of like magic is the reason we're having all these problems, but magic fixed the problem. And the right. one guy saying magic is bad and causes problems is the one who loses everything. I mean, he's not the one who's beat up, but uh, so I don't know storyline about that arc. It was a fun read though. I enjoyed the issue. I enjoyed the book. Great action scenes. Some character development. Uh, there was kind of a there was another funny line where. Quicksilver, you know, basically yelled at the team. like, I've been an Avenger longer than any of you. And then Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, says, excuse me, I was a founding member. And he just kind of blows it off and keeps going. <laughs> He's like, whatever. Well, it, it, it sounds like a three or three and a half be, because the story's weak, but but the art is, the art's excellent. Yes. And the, 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 the uh, character development sounds pretty good, too. Right. I didn't like what they did. And, and that's exactly where I was going to put it. I was going to put three and a half. I really liked it, but also I had issues with it, but it was good. But they explained how the Juggernaut showed up. And also, like, last issue when the Minions of Sidorak showed up, I immediately thought, oh, gosh, that's going to bring Juggernaut. And it did. Hmm. And they explained, they even showed him, this issue showed how it happened. And it was entertaining. So, good issue. Yeah. I wish that Quicksilver had shown some character development or something. Maybe this sets up something down the line. 
Hopefully, but it doesn't set up him becoming a villain again. He's one of the again. guys who gets reset all the time. He always gets gets reset to the loner douchebag. So. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't become a villain again. 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 Okay, uh, excuse me a minute. I have to go blow my nose. All right, you do that. He could have told the truth, and that you know the alcohol is getting to him. That's fine. That would have been okay. Next up. Justice League of America, number 18, where they're trapped inside a man's head. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this was written by Steve Orlando. Artist is Hugo Petrus. Colors by Hi-Fi. When did people start going by names like that? Just saying. Like Art Germ. That's a real. He has a real name, but anyway. Uh, cover is by Carlos DeAnda. Not super fond of the cover. It's kind of a cartoony style, but it's not bad. It's alright. It gets the job done. And it proudly proclaims prisoners of Prometheus. Prometheus is that dude it's showing the cover. So, last issue showed uh, the force of order of the universe, who is trying to, who's still mad about the wishes being granted uh, from like five, eight issues ago. Uh, freed Prometheus from where he was from after he got the snot beat out of him by a bunch of bad guys. Instead of going back to fight Midnighter, who beat the snot out of him, um, he once he gets out of his little prison, he decides to go take it to the JLA. Because... Why? Because they are public. Because it is a way of showing the world, hey, these guys are chumps, I'm Prometheus, I'm better than them. It, it's a lot more public than beating the Midnighter. You know, if so you beat up someone in the ship thing. Yeah, if you beat up someone in the back alleys that no one knows about, no one cares. You beat up the Justice League, people take notice. Well, now you you beat up a guy in the back alley and then the cops find him and he's splayed open like like he's a he's a seventh grade uh like, science experiment of a of a dead frog. Well, that's different. Yeah, no, but if you're fighting like the Midnighter who is basically Batman, but not as cool. Um not as cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, people who love the Midnighter so much, he's not as cool as Batman. The Midnighter's basically made because... Oh, I just forgot the artist who created Midnighter. Because he didn't have access to Batman and wanted to write Batman. That's where they got the Midnighter, okay? You all know it, accept it. It's kind of like Rob Liefeld really wanted to write Deathstroke, but he couldn't, so he made up his own Deathstroke and called him Deadpool. But made him wacky. So, and that worked out for him. It worked out very well. Yeah. Anyway. Worked out well for everyone except those who hate Deadpool. Hey, Beldahar. The, uh... So, this actually starts out with what appears to be some dude doing interviews for a documentary with the Justice League. But as he goes through and starts talking with all the members of the Justice League, his questions get kind of pointed... Like, where's Batman? Why isn't he here? Do you, he trust you? you know, but he starts asking them things that just cause them really negative reactions. Like when he's talking with uh, Killer Frost, who just goes by Frost now. You know, he says, uh, in many ways, this team exists because you're atonement, because Batman petitioned you to remember. Where is Batman? He's, he's like, you really think Batman does interviews? Well, didn't he start this team? Wasn't it his idea? He did. He cares. He's just gone. We're not the only people he works with. Maybe things aren't going like he hoped, and maybe you're still... I mean, after all, you're still sick. 
Well, I am, but it, it's under control. Is it? I've seen it with the Adam a lot. You've been close. Basically, like, starts digging all their personal lives. Yeah, yeah he starts poking them. All, yeah. all their little sore spots. Right. It's all. It's couched in the, oh, I'm just doing an interview. But everything he asks, every single member, is very much directed at pissing them off, making them uneasy, questioning their position within the league. Uh, I don't like how much he plays off of the... Well, Batman, I guess, doesn't love you type stuff. Because who cares what Batman thinks? I like Batman, but come on. That's a little much. Um, so, but he then, when he's interviewing Ray, he starts messing with, oh, people are trying. I have not liked Ray for almost this entire series. Because Ray just recently goes off at the drop of a hat and he freaks out about everything and he's just he's not stable i've never remember ray being this unstable but when he's asking ray about batman um he starts like the team batman actually thought it was but what does his word matter when he's not there to follow with action well that makes sense i mean he's gone uh you've all said it seems like he's creating problems he says he's here to learn he says he's here to learn from us, but where is he? Well, if he respected you, he'd be listening, I think. Don't put words in my mouth. He's not here, but everyone else does. Uh, Ray, calm down. Do they? Or are they humoring you? They're not. Well, who actually has listened to you? Well, Canary and Vixen, they're glad I'm here. Are they? I Do they? I, do they believe you? I mean, what have they actually done? No, it's not like that. I've talked to the whole team, Ray. You know what they said? Now that Batman's gone, they wish they'd listen to him more and that they did what he said. They said it. The team's not a just league. It's just Batman's mistake. His what? And then, of course, he freaks out and says he can't do it anymore and leaves the team and wah, wah, wah. Wow, uh, it sounds like bad cop, bad cop yeah. like interrogation, like your cops are allowed to lie. and. Yeah. Well, actually, no, yeah. the rest of the team does, bas- the rest of the team does basically yeah, exactly. say that. I know says, yeah, they also said you're fat. Yeah, you know, that's, it's just really mean stuff. Yeah. This interviewer yeah. basically, like, gets them all off guard and rails the team. And, that, and in their headquarters, they actually have people are there drinking tours. Like, I have to leave, now the tours are over. Like, what do you mean? Those two places open all of us. Yeah, it is, but we got to go. And, you know, you know, they're trying to deal with, like, Ray freaking out, and the team's all off edge. And and so, using that time, Prometheus goes in and starts whooping the crap out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, basically starts using his powers. So, Prometheus's powers basically have to deal with superhuman powers. I know it's weird. Um, you know, Prometheus, the Firebringer. Give her... Right. Um, like, when he fights... Killer Frost, he goes with her, and he starts making her powers go haywire. So she like ices over and freezes, and she's like, "What are you?" He's like, "People never understand your powers. They're just trying to fight you with heat. That's not what to deal with you, because your powers actually aren't heat, aren't creating cold. It's destroying heat. So all you got to do is increase your abilities and give you more cold. Uh, you're worse off in a blizzard than in a desert. And then it just like." You know, she gets covered in ice and kind of falls over because, you know, he lowers the room temperature uh, to, like, negative whatever, and he freezes her solid. Like, yeah, oh, that's clever. So he starts using his powers against them. He takes down uh, Killer Frost. He, basically, he starts going through taking down almost the entirety of the Justice League. He takes down the Atom by causing his belt to go out of control and making him basically turn to a ghost. And he explains that his belt controls mass, 
which is size and weight. So he just turned his mask down, left the size alone. Uh, so he's basically a ghost. Can't do anything. He's still there, but you can't see him. He can't affect anything. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, well, no, no, I don't, I don't got you. I don't got you. If, if you, if you decrease someone's mass to zero, it doesn't make you invisible. It doesn't, but comic effect. Oh, all right. Um, takes her out, takes her out. The, uh, Vixen and Lobo are trying to deal with the angry crowds, uh, who are just getting angrier and angrier by being trapped in there. And, well, we heard the Batman this, you know, basically like the interview talked to the crowds a bit as well. And they're all on edge and they want to leave, but they don't because they want to, they don't want to leave. Then they get locked in because they, because the base goes to the lockdown procedures. Then they freak out and want to leave and can't get out. And so, and of course Lobo isn't helping Vixen at all because he's on edge with her. Uh, Black Canary and just got the other guy's name. Why is my brain not working? Ray's Ray's already gone. Ray's gone. Is it Black Canary and oh no, Black Canary and Lobo are together. Sorry, Vixen's by herself trying to the crowds, hmm. who aren't being nice to her. Uh, Black Canary and Lobo run off to go somewhere else, and they end up dealing while they're running off. You see, like there's so, the guy who's doing the interviews. You start seeing, like, he, they don't show him, but he, they show a sink. And, like, the beard is now in the sink, the ears. Basically, like, someone's pulling off their fake interviewer disguise. And they end up going up against, it's revealed in the, near the last pages, a mentalist named Afterthought. And wait, he says wait, that, wait, wait, wait. Afterthought? Afterthought. That's, that's he, funny. He says, because Black Harry knows him, he says, uh, his name is Afterthought. He's like, that's right. I can see the future, and I've got to tell you, yours is going to hurt. So I don't know what he plans to do against Lobo, but if he has mental powers, I guess he could do something. Um, Duncan Hyde says he decreased his mass to zero. I no longer exist. You win, but I have nothing to do with it. But you have nothing to do with it. Ha ha. So at this point, it looks like Prometheus and Afterthought teamed up together to take out the Justice League. And it's working. So far, they've taken out two of them. They've gotten Vixen's, uh, well, three if you count the Ray being pissy and leaving. Everyone's on edge. No one trusts each other. They're not working together. I chose to review this book last because it seems like the worst. I mean, all all of these people have been a team for a while now, but they've never really gelled as a team. Yeah. They never gelled. I mean, but as soon as daddy's not home, like a Batman. Yeah. It's all over for them. Well, it's been brought up a lot that Batman basically is like making them be a team essentially, Uh, which honestly, in a lot of ways doesn't make sense. Okay. I can see Lobo because like, I'm only here because I owe bats a favor. But everyone and everyone else on that team has every reason to work together. Vixen is an excellent leader, and she's a team player. Black Canary is also an excellent leader and a team player. Uh, and Fro- even even Frost has a has an emotional connection to someone else there. Right, and Frost is doing her best. She's being a great member of the team. She's trying to yeah. redeem herself. Adam just got validation um, by the pre- by Professor Palmer, uh, Ray Palmer. To be yeah. the new Adam. So he like got anointed and such. Right. So, you know. so all of these guys have every reason to work together. They've been through hell together. I don't understand why at this point, a year and a half in, why they're not tight. Yeah, this doesn't make much sense. I don't right. like the writing here. Right. Me. I don't like the. I liked the writing. I don't like the overall arc, which is part of the writing. The individual yeah. issue itself. I, it's always kind of neat to see a team deconstruction issue where some villain uses their plan to 
cause the team to fall apart. Those like it's kind of like the uh, every couple of years you see Batman take out the Justice League because he's Batman. Yeah. And every couple of years he has to either flip out and take out the league, or the league has to turn someone evil and he has to take him out. Every every decade or so that happens. But I don't understand why this team is still at each other's throats. I don't understand why Ray freaks out about every little thing when he was shown to be kind of stable for a while and happy and wanting to do his best. And in, they never, unless they haven't Did said it. Did change writers or something? Or? No, same writer. For uh. been the same writer for a while. But unless they haven't said it, if Afterthought, and I don't think it's part of his power suite, I'm not super familiar with him, Unless Afterthought or was doing something to screw with all their brains to make them edgy on top of the interviews, maybe then, if that was happening, okay, okay. But you should have explained that at some point, so I'm not saying why are these people still not getting along. Right, it should be evident to the reader, and it's not. Um, The art's really solid. Uh, Hugo Petrus does a great job of the art. It's one of the better artists who've been on the series. Um, Colors are really strong, art's pretty strong. Um, but I just, the, I'm not getting the writing on this issue. Yeah. The writing and the, and the storyline does, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Like I said, I do like seeing a good team deconstruction issue. Um, I liked how that kind like of was going on, but it's also things of like, they never really function as a team or every time they start functioning as a team, it gets blown away into issues where one of them starts complaining and it doesn't make any sense that they're still at that state. You know, um, just like it's been great for showing the individual personalities of these characters, um, them getting along with things, personal story arcs it's been, they've been working on. I still understand why they're still written as a bunch of people who don't get along. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, every issue Lobo threatens to leave. I mean, come on, that's old. I mean, that doesn't make that's just, you know, leave or shut your hole. Right. Exactly. I mean. Sure, he says Bastish five times an issue and says he's the main mash five, main man five times an issue. That's fine. That's Lobo. But don't keep yeah, saying you're going to leave every issue and not do it. Yeah. I I like Lobo on the team. I just wish he would shut up about leaving every issue. Yeah. Um. But so also, the this, problem with Lobo one... being on the team is every story arc, you have to say, well, how do you deal with Lobo? You know. You're talking about a guy who can take down Superman. Yeah. So... Anyway, this this one sounds like another two and a half. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's... the art the art sounds really the the art seems really great and uh, you know no, I'll, the... I'll give I'll give it three I can give it three you can give it three I'll All give right. it three with some quibbles about like the team still not coming together Ray being just unreasonable which doesn't seem to fit his character yeah, from what but... I know about him. Yeah, it seems like you had a real problem with the writing in this episode. Yeah. The, the, the justification for this team deconstruction seems flimsy. Right. Right. Like, And why does Prometheus even find the Just League when the last guy to be the snot at him was Midnighter? So, unless, because they never say, because the guy who brought Prometheus back to normal reality and put him back together is the same guy who the Just League beat up a few issues ago. But they, so you, it's implied, I guess, that he, like, hey, I'll bring you back to the world if you beat up the Justice League. But it's never shown. I, you have to put that together yourself. Because I don't know if I should Prometheus, I'd be like, all right, first I'll beat up Midnighter, and then I'll go get the Justice League. Yeah. But no. Or like, I'll just beat up Midnighter and just, you know, 
be fine with that. Yeah, you know. So, anyway, that is that. That is so. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that at three stars. I liked it, but I had issues with it. It's not a bad issue, but I had some issues with it. So, that is it for Garth Dawn's comic pull this week. All right. And now, oh no, no, go, 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 go to all your stuff. I gotta do my stuff because I, I, I want to get to my favorite part. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you want more Garthon, you can see uh, the team-ups on YouTube with the Heathen Dog of Star Trek Online, Secret World Legends. We talked about that. Uh, you can watch my streams every 9 p.m. Central Standard, 10 Eastern, a Sunday night. Uh, currently streaming War Machine Tactics. Just went through one episode through the beginning. We'll see what keeps happening with that. Watch some machines and war mages and stuff do the thing. And uh, you can catch YouTube for past streams of Final Fantasy XIV and the Banner Saga. RNG! Yes. Talk about random things yes. happening. Now, everyone here, if you do not want many parts of Thor Ragnarok completely spoiled, do not listen. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. No, no. That, that loses viewers. Do listen. But <laughs> me and not him. And because I want this. All right. It's happening. I want this spoiled. Thor Ragnarok is a movie about a guy named Thor who ra- who forms a heavy metal band called the Ragnarok. Stop it. And they- no, real. Real. <laughs> real. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is about Jeff Goldblum and how he's awesome. And there should be more oh, Jeff Goldblum it. in Jeff films. Jeff Goldblum is awesome. Everyone knows that. All right. Uh, I assume that you've seen the previews and the trailers for Thor Ragnarok. It's a highly anticipated movie. Yes. If you have... If you really loved the first two Thor movies... Really? Uh, first, I want to say, really? And second, I, I want to say that this is not the film for you. If you really loved Guardians of the Galaxy, this is the film for you. Yes, I mean, from all the trailers and everything, it it was really, really evident that there, with the coloring and the music and the tone that they were riding Guardian coattails the entire time. Yeah, um... And the basic plot line of the story is... No, 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 no. What? We're not doing that. We're spoiling it for me. So go to the next slide. That's what yes, I was doing. Her. Yep, her, her. Yeah, what about her? Hell, Hella. That's Hella, yes. Yes. Now, I know that she, from the from the trailers, everyone knows that, that, that she walks up in Asgard and goes, hey, bitches, what's up? And blows everyone away, but... How does she get out of hell, and why? I was going to tell you, but you stopped me. Okay, tell me now. All right, so uh, when we last left Thor uh, at the end of the second movie, uh, Odin was kicked out. Loki had taken over yes. under, uh, while imitating Odin. Yes. Uh, Thor was going off, doing whatever. Avenger stuff, I guess. So... When they first go, when Thor gets back, I'm getting there. Thor goes back to Asgard and sees that everyone's being weird. There's like a giant statues of Loki. And he goes to find Odin, like lounging, eating grapes with people fanning him, watching a play. Thor kind of looks on and is like, uh, what, what, what's this? Oh, it's a play. What's it called? Oh, it's called the, it's called the death of the hero Loki. Oh, is it now? And he watched this actually hilarious stage play where, you know, 
Loki's like, oh, no, I will sacrifice my life to save you. And Thor's like, no, my brother, who's always been better than me. Why? Why? You are so good looking and handsome. Why must this be taken from us? You know. And, you know, Odin's like crying. He's like, oh, it's beautiful. Okay, this is something you want to spoil. I want my spoils. This chick right here. All right, all right. Anyway, Thor, Thor obviously knows this look from the beginning. Says, hey, show him. They go together, like, hey, what's going on? Where's Odin? Well, I'll go get him. They go to get Odin, and uh, he's not where they left him. See you, Pax. Um, they go, they eventually find, after a minor series of events, they end up, uh, after a minor series of events where they get to hang out with Doctor Strange for a little bit, a scene which actually could have been deleted from the movie, but it's still entertaining to have in there. So I was happy it was there. But after that, they find Odin. He's in Norway, looking at the sea. And they sit down with him because he's like, boys, boys, sit down. And he basically tells them, I'm dying. And they're like, you can't die. He's like, yeah, I can. It's like, but what about Asgard? They're like, Asgard, Asgard is everywhere. And Asgard could be anywhere. This could be Asgard. And look, look, Asgard is the people. It's not a place. Come on. And while he tells him how he's proud of them and stuff. uh, Uh, That's a lie because Loki is a douchebag from way back. Yeah. He dies. Um, when he dies, it re- uh, as they were warned earlier by Doctor Strange, it releases the seal that was holding Hela in prison in hell. Well, in her plane, right? And right. In hell. Right. Right. I'm skipping over so much stuff. Anyway. That's so, fine. I just want to know how all she right. got out. She got just... out because Odin dies. Odin dies. His life force is holding the seal in. Boom, she shows up. She's like, yo, what up, homies? I'm your old, I'm the firstborn child of Odin, rightful rule of Asgard. And they're like, oh, whatever, eat the, eat my hammer. And she grabs it. It's like, oh, that's cute, and smashes it like glass. And they're like, oh, hell. And she proceeds to beat the living crap out of them. Like, um, well, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. And so, and so uh, Thor... And and Loki are kicked out of Asgard, probably very forcibly by by by, by no. their bums. No, nothing like that. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. They're they're but they're ejected in some way. They're gone. No, yeah. Well, all right. See, you're making assumptions. Basically, while they're getting their butt kicked, you know, Thorga you know, Loki is like, ah ha ha, we're losing. No, and he immediately calls for the Rainbow Bridge to teleport them out. Like Rainbow Bridge out. And Thor's like, no, we'll find. It's like, oh hell no, we're gone. And because they're so Loki's thinking wisely to freaking run like hell yeah um unfortunately because of the delay uh when they get zapped out she jumps in with them and so they're all going together she keeps fighting during the transport process um so first she knocks loki out of the beam and he goes flying into subspace then she punches thor a bunch he goes he goes flying into subspace and then she goes off to asgard to go take it over because she's bad and can do it. And she is the firstborn of Odin, and therefore the most powerful, and therefore actually has claim to the throne. Sure. As soon as she okay. shows up in Asgard, she kills two of the Warriors Three, uh, Volstagg and Vandal. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Let's move to the next slide. That's now, Thor. You know who that yeah, is. This is this is Warrior Thor on. That's because Stanley on... cut his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is after the whole haircutting thing. But uh, this this is on Hulk's little War World thing. No, it is not. 
it's 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 not on the 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 the, the it is not on hulk planet well it hulk. is it isn't they've it all right if you've read planet hulk yeah I have. throw it out the window oh no nothing not even the name of the planet is the same that's it that's it Everything that's the else only similarity there. okay 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 all right basically so, he so gets we, taken we, there so, uh, so he, he he exited the the rainbow bridge premature right and, and that's how he ended up in sakar Right, so right. on 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 Sakar, he was captured and made into a gladiator. Right, and against he his will. Found the Hulk. Well, he yep. gets as the, as you saw in the previews, he gets thrown the Coliseum, and it was like, oh, ha ha, you're gonna die, ha 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 ha. And yeah, then yeah. as soon as he sees Hulk, he's like, oh yes, and the yeah, crowd's like, awesome, this is great. And like, then the Hulk, you know, beats him up, and I get that because the Hulk beats people up, but the Hulk is all talky talky now. Well, that's because he's well they. They're fighting. Now, they they is fight. This also Wait. part of the Planet Hulk storyline because because on on that planet he became talky talky as well. Well, Hulk could always talky. Hulk has always well, been talky talky except talk-talk. well in the comics the only time Hulk wasn't talky talky is in the seventies when he was Savage Hulk. Other than that, he's always been able to talk quite a bit. It's only like that when he, the Super Savage Hulk who only said Hulk smash, but in the comics he actually talks quite a bit. Okay. Uh, especially Gray Hulk talks a lot. Oh yeah, Gray Hulk, but he was a D bag. That's what they got. Well, you're talking. Well, great. There's Gray Hulk. Then there's Mister Fixit, who's yeah. smaller and grayer, who talks yeah. even more, and and uses guns because yeah, because he's you know because he was Mister Fixit. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So they get in a fight. It's actually a really great fight scene between Thor and Hulk, uh, and actually, it looks like near the end, Thor's actually going to pull it off and he's going to win. And the collector. Or not the collector. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is getting really worried that his champion is going to lose. And then Valkyrie, who you don't know is Valkyrie at the time, who captured Thor and has a pain chip on his neck, uh, sees he's winning and hits the pain chip. He goes, ah, ah, falls over. And then Hulk leaps in the air, comes down, and smashes him. That's cheating. It is cheating. It's funny when it happens, but it's cheating. I'm sure um, it's funny when it happens, but it's cheating. Yeah, it is cheating. Okay, 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 okay. Now, now, you've spoiled that. Excellent work. Now, the next slide. That's Valkyrie. Now, we, yes, that, that that's Valkyrie. Now, she is a Valkyrie, or yes. her name is just Valkyrie? Uh, she is a Valkyrie. Okay, now, why is she not fighting the minions of hell? Because that's her freaking job. She's not fighting the minions of hell because uh, when Odin and Hela had their little argument about taking over the entire known universe, and Odin went... Yeah, because originally, because Hela basically explains their history that Odin and her took over Asgard and the Nine Realms through blood. They just mm-hmm. killed the hell out of everyone. And then one day, after getting a bunch of gold and getting fat, Odin goes, you know what? Maybe we should talk to people instead of killing them all. She's like, what? Hell no. There's the rest of the universe to take over. He's like, we got to no, We're not doing that. And so they had to get in a fight because she was like, all right, if you're too weak to take over the world, I'll kick your butt and take over the, take over the universe. He's like, oh, hell, you won't. The Valkyries, when they're imprisoning her, all of them died fighting her except one, and that's her. And she ran off because she, well, yeah, she after she didn't die because she ran away. No, she didn't run away actually. Uh, she, they were the Valkyries were successful, but she was the only one who survived to the end. And like the oh. lead head of the Valkyries died saving her life at the very end. All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. Okay, so now I, I understand. I understand why why she's now. How the heck did the Hulk? get 
on this planet. I mean, in in the in Be- the comics, at the end of Avengers two, the Hulk is on the Quinjet flying away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then in when they're trying to say, hey, you come home, he's like, rrr, 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 and he just turns it off and points to the Quinjet at space and goes. Yeah, I, I didn't know Quinjets could do that because they can't. According to everything that Marvel has said, they can't, but fine. Whatever. Actually, according to all the comics, they can. Uh, in the comics, yeah, but not, not in the movies or the or the extended TV universe, they can't. But all right, fine. That's, they, he was in a special Quinjet. Ooh, super. Okay. Anyway, so he flew off into space. Um,. It's possible he actually went through... He would have to go through some kind of wormhole because I definitely know they don't have hyperdrive. Right. Basically, he went through his, uh, a wormhole, and it threw, and most wormholes empty in this storyline near or on Sakaar. So if you go through a random wormhole, it's probably going to end up there, and it's not good for you. No. But that's where the collector collects all it. Not the collector. Ah. Games, game Master? Yeah. Game Master, I think that's what Yeah, it collects all this stuff. Uh, and with Jeff Goldblum plays... You know, just hilariously. Um, the reason that Thor, I mean, sorry, Hulk is all talky-talky is because he's been Hulk for two years. Straight up Hulk the entire time? The entire time. How is that possible? He just did let Banner take control again. Because in the, even in the Avengers movies, like the second Avengers film, they show a lot of, like, what he's in Hulk form. Scarlet Witch has, not Scarlet Witch, sorry. Black Widow has to calm him down, say, all right, the sun's setting, it's going low, it's getting real tight. You know, basically, like, trying to, like, calm him down through that rote to get him to calm down. And, yeah, but that, that's that's just a trick to get him to calm down faster, not, right. not calm down at all. Ah! Hulk doesn't have to release. Oh. Especially when he's been Hulk for... As long as he was like, that's why when he was in Hulk four, he was like, "Screw you! I'm not turning this off. I'm leaving." And he did. Um. So he was Hulk for, and basically, actually, have to, they actually do some time dilation issues when you go through the wormhole, like time changes. So he's been there for two years. No one's seen Hulk. Well, for two years, he's been on this planet as a gladiator. You know, and what's funny is everyone on the planet loves him. There's Hulk parades and Hulk masks and Hulk festivals. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Good nice. gig if you can get Good it, gig for the Hulk, you know. Yeah. Um, Valkyrie's his personal trainer. You know, they're buds. The. So, after the big fight with Hulk, Game Master's like, wow, thinks the Thor's pretty cool, puts him in special accommodations with the Hulk because Hulk says he knows him. And there's actually a lot of really funny characterization of that one, Hulk calling Thor chicken arms and stuff. It's like, no, I was going to win that fight. No, no, you weren't. I was winning. No, no, you cheated. No, I didn't. I was going to kick your butt, chicken. You know, there's some funny guy talk going on. Right. Um, but Thor sees the Quinjet still parked outside. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The jet. He's like, Arr. So Thor yeah, goes to the Quinjet. Yeah. And when he leaves, Hulk's like, no, you stay with Hulk. We'd be friends. Have fun. We you know. And then he goes and, you know, Thor's trying to activate the Quinjet. And when he activates it, like, the last recording that play it plays like the last recording as he's trying to boot stuff up and it starts showing black widow like in the last scene from the film was trying to calm him down and he sees it and he starts like freaking out because he's been hooked for so long he's actually kind of calm now he's not full of rage but he's been in the driver's seat so long banner couldn't take back over and that starts driving him and like he's like freaking out kind of bouncing around the quinjet of course he breaks the quinjet so they can't fly it away to get back to Earth. 
and Bunny turns into Banner, which is not helpful because really Thor, you know, Hulk could be a lot more useful at that point. <laughs> um, okay, and, okay, okay, okay. Don't spoil anything of that. The last spoiler I want, the last one, all right, is in the last ah. slide. Now I know from the from the comics that the uh, the the power that Odin has is passed on. Right. So when Odin dies, the next successor gets the Odin force or Odin power, whatever the hell. Yeah, they that'd want be Hela. Yeah. So that would be Hela, really, if right. she's the firstborn. Right. How does Thor apparently get it? Ah, that's the thing. Um, when Thor is... Basically, Thor has no hammer. He's fighting. The last yeah. fight, scene is there in Asgard fighting is Hela, trying to save the people. Trying to save all the Asgardians. And while they're doing so, you know, he has this... Uh, he's basically... Hela's killing him, essentially. And he, like, his mind goes away, and he's back in Norway with Odin. He's like, Father, I can't beat her. It's like, like, what do you mean you can't beat her? You're... You're my oldest son. You're the heir to the kingdom. You, you have everything. You're the most powerful gods there is. So I can't. I lost my. I lost Mjolnir. He's like, are you the god of hammers? Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, why do you care? Are you the god of hammers? What are you the god of? And then he like, kind of like, snaps out of it. And then you just see him like this giant, massive lightning bolt just go bam from the sky, and uh, the traveler song starts playing. From uh. Led Zeppelin, you know, ah, you know, right, 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 right. which is just, it's an awesome scene. Like just wham, everyone's like, oh hell. And then he's like full lightning starts going on as he unlocks his God potential. It's like, oh wait, I don't need a hammer. The hammer is just a focusing tool. I don't need that. As he finally gets it through his thick Thor skull that he's the freaking God of lightning and he could freaking own the place. Which is an awesome scene. So he starts whooping the crap out of Hela's forces and then Hela rolls in and starts whooping the crap out of him. At which point, he's it's like, oh, at which point he's kind of like, oh, crap. I've got everything on my side, sort of, but Hela's still able to totally whip my ass. And that's when he realizes the only way to beat her is not to stop Ragnarok, but to cause it. Early in the movie, he beat Suter, uh, Lord of the Fire Hell Giants. Right. And has his crown a.k.a. his skull, as a trophy, which he put in, which was put in Odin's vaults. Well, as soon as ever united with the Eternal Flame, he'll get eternally powerful and cause Ragnarok. So as they're fighting Hela, he's like, okay, the only way to beat her is she's going to, because she's being fueled by the power of Asgard at that point. So he can't beat her, no matter how much he unlocked his potential. And so he basically tells Loki, all right, Loki, all right, you are a sneaky bastard. I mean, the sneak, nicest way. Sneak in there, get that skull, put yeah, it on fire, and we're going to... Put on the Eternal Flame, cause Ragnarok, and uh, he'll have to take care of Hela. And they, they're like, well, that's going to cause Ragnarok. That'll be the end of Asgard. And then he calls back the words of Odin that he said was like... as He looks at people who are like evacuating onto a giant spaceship that Loki brought them, which is great because Loki comes from the sky and this giant spaceship's like, your savior is here, people. Loki is here to save you. Of course, because he set that up with yes. all the plays and stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as they're getting on there, you know, he basically like Asgard's where the people are. Well, we'll be fine. Asgard will still exist. Well, yeah, yeah. So, it actually is a nice. It's hilarious. You know, Suter like turns giant size, crashes out of the palace, and 
Hell's like, wait, what, 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 what's going on? I'm winning. This can't be, this can't be happening. He's like, uh, you got another problem to deal with there. So she has to go fight Suter. She loses. They never yeah. show it explicitly, but all of Asgard is destroyed. So you can kind of assume she lost. Okay. So, uh, so with, with her gone, duh, now they, they, in the movies, they didn't, expi- they didn't explicitly say anything about the Odin force or the Odin power or whatever. No, they did not. Be- because they they actually talked about it in the first or second movie. Or they did. Both. They talked about it a lot in the yeah. first film. Or second. Yeah. First. First. But now, not at all. Yes. This Lame. movie feels so incredibly disconnected from the first two Thor films. It would give you whiplash if you watch them in a row. All right. This feels like it feels to me like two things. One, it feels like a third Guardians of the Galaxy film. It's bright, it's flashy, it's full of comedy. Uh, it feels totally disconnected from the Avengers in every way. Mm-hmm. The other thing it feels like is an extended commercial. Everything's just pop, 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 pop to the next thing. Um, the instant you think you, the instant you have your, you're able to grasp the bearings of a situation, pop, you're somewhere else. The instant you start thinking of something like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because pop, you're somewhere else. Um, when I was watching this film, over and over, my internal Simpsons comic shop nerd kept going off in my head. This is not accurate to the comic theory. Everyone knows this is not how this actually is portrayed. This characterization is completely wrong. The Valkyrie actually does not have that ability. Ah! You know. Once I was able to turn that off and just say, okay, stop overanalyzing the film. Turn off your... Well, I'm not going to say turn off my brain. That's insulting. Right, um, no, no, I understand. Once I was able to turn that off, say, ignore comic continuity, ignore film continuity... Watch this for what it is. It's a ton of fun. It's a fun it's film. film. It's a fun ride. It's a popcorn, exciting space action, magic and lightning bolts and giant fire demons and heavy metal and all that stuff. All right, cool. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Thank you very much for spoiling all the parts I wanted spoiled. All right. But uh, like I said, if – I'm going to give this film two ratings. As a comic nerd – who's concerned about all this stuff and continuity and thought and plot and development and character. It's a two-star film. Yep. But Called it. if I ignore that part and just sit back and go, yeah, awesome, heavy metal, spaceships, lightning, yeah. giant battles, Dr. McCoy is, is the executioner, yeah, you know? He was awesome, by the way. Really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, I just forgot the actor's name. Ah, played McCoy in the new Star Trek films. Yeah, yeah. He he also oh he gosh. also played uh, opposite uh, the, the the Rock in the in the Doom. Yeah, movie. he does a, He's done a million films. The guy's incredible. Yeah, he, Every, he's been around everywhere. Yeah. And no one can remember his name. <laughs> I can see his face clear as day, but he played the executioner, and he was freaking awesome. Um. Great redemption arc story. He had the best story arc in the whole film, actually, with his with his redemption arc. Anyway, um, if I do that, it's a four and a half star. Four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. It is incredibly fun. It's lively. It pops. There's great funny moments. There's some tenderness. Um, Hella kicks butt. You know. Sure. Yeah. If I turn off everything I know about comic books and history, it's awesome. And the other Thor movies. And the other Thor movies. Great freaking film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Now, that is 
not necessarily review, but that's uh, my opinion of Thor Ragnarok. It's Excellent. a fun, it's a fun film. I'd recommend seeing it. Unless you're going to get too caught up in, but in Thor 2, they said, or but in the Avengers, if you could throw all that away. Fun film. Right. Gotcha. Yes. And that is it for us today, I think. Excellent. Yes, it is. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I pulled everything out of you. I wanted out of you. I, I, I left your viscera and your soul, but I wanted everything else and I got it. Sounds like my wife. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope you had a good time. We had a good time if you didn't. So have a good time with us. Come on. Yeah, if you want. Why not? Everyone, everyone loves the upbeat kind of guy. Just do it. That's right. Like, subscribe, or comment at twitch.tv slash Legion Myth through YouTube at youtube.com. Look for Legion of Myth on reddit.com slash r slash Legion of Myth. Look us up on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Uh, tweet us at Legion of Myth. They doubled the amount you could go tweeting. There's still chickens left over, Duncan Iowa says. We will Duncan see what to Idaho. do. With no, no. Trust me. Trust me. Watch the, watch the arc three. There's no chickens left. Chickens are meant for strips. The chickens are gone, man. Uh, to Facebook, <laughs> and you can join our Steam group at steamcommunity.com slash groups slash Legion of Myth. The audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. You can support Legion of Myth financially, because that's the kind of support we need, not emotional. Yeah. Uh, through twitch.tv subscription, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. A Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. Directly through PayPal at paypal.me slash Legion of Myth or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Impress your mug. friends. I want a mug. Get I keep mug. thinking about it. Getting a Garthon mug. Yeah. Casually hold it up. Anyway. Look at this. Yeah. yeah I can use that. a big tumbler. Big tumbler would be nice. <laughs> and as always, check out Max Leo and Nora Ryukus. Uh, Max is streaming two since Friday at 1900. He just wrapped up Kings of Ambler Reckoning. Yes. Uh, just, but, but that that's like. <laughs> he just wrapped up streaming it, but if you're if you're doing the YouTube thing, it's That's gonna be a while. Away. <laughs> uh, so I don't know who he's gonna stream next. It looks set stars Battlefront two, but we'll see. Uh, and Nora stream World of Tanks, so check that out. Right. Special thanks to our top subscribers: Hicks two hundred six, Red Specs Gaming through Patreon, uh, Hicks two hundred six, Sheriff Nelgarian through Streamlabs, Beldahar. Uh, Erwin Rommel, McCool's Harem, the Magical Cat Girl Fanboys, Special Fire, the Level 99 Cat Girl Arbor Lover, and Heathen Dog. And through PayPal, Alan51. So, Heathen Dog, you have any final words of wisdom? I do. If if you are going to become an evil demon god, uh, do not sacrifice chicken. Yes. I'd also say, if you, if you have something... Combining parts A and B create a giant evil hell god which will destroy your realm. Usually, you shouldn't put them in the same room. Yep, good plan. Unless Hot it tip. turns out that's what you need to do to destroy your realm to save it. Pro tip, right there. Kind of like you don't put bleach and ammonia in the same cabin. You don't do it. Nope. Nope. Don't do it. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Hope you had a good time. I know the heathen dog and I did. Remember, everyone. You have one life. Live it well. Limit nerdy and have a great diurnal anomaly.